It's the hoops talk. What? <laughs> Man, we have just been rolling these sessions on and on and on. I'm so excited. We have a good show today. We have a guest coming on. She's waiting in the virtual uh, waiting room. Yep. And Kendall has been all in with the NFL draft. So she's going to be talking <laughs> a little all bit about days, that. Right? <laughs> it's going to be talking about that. And then we have some breaking news that we want to talk about for the NBA and whatever else, you know, we'll try to keep these, uh, you know, keep things moving, rolling. Um, but until then, Karen, tell us, how are you doing? It's going to be your birthday. Tell us, how's it going? I know. It's a it's weird quarantine birthday. You guys got lucky and missed it. Mm, True. True. We did we did miss it. Like you so we record we're recording early. So today, Saturday for our Wednesday show. So your birthday is officially tomorrow. Mañana. And how old are you gonna be? Do you tell? 30 great baby. What? Yay! Hey, you're going to be you dirty 30 <laughs> forever. Forever. Do you have anything special planned? Are you going to do anything special? I just want to get lobster rolls. Oh, that's a good goal. Red lobster again. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my seafood, I'm fucking Ariel, baby. <laughs> You get that endless shrimp from Red Lobster. <laughs> I forgot. That's right. The Red Lobster. Totally. Yep. I, I hear that. I hear that. Well, we're experiencing a heat wave here in Los Angeles, and there's a bunch of assholes out on the beach because we saw the helicopter uh, sky view. So you know what? For every one of those people spending more time on the beach is more days we're going to have to be indoors. So thanks, guys. <laughs> Appreciate you. Um, but we're super excited for uh, Karen's birthday. I already put out a little post about it. But if you're hearing this next Wednesday. You late. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, though. I'll take belated wishes. <laughs> yeah, send wishes. I mean, it's, all, it's like birthday month, really. So birth month. So it's fine. Yeah. Um, well, as we're moving along, I'm going to do our house cleaning and updates. Um, okay. So as always, please subscribe and like, and review us on Apple podcasts and or on Spotify. We're also on Pandora and iHeartRadio and Google play for the, as Karen always says, SEO baby, SEO baby. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the hoops talking. And we're also on TikTok with our hoops talk intern. He's been crushing it. Um, which is sad. I have, I have, you know, he's not gonna be able to do his graduation because he was graduating from junior high. To Poor high guy. School. I know. Aww. I know. So we'll see. Maybe he'll do like a TikTok prom or something, you know, with his mom. I'll, I'll, I'll have to call his momager <laughs> oh, and see what, what we could do. She's been holding the, the camera phone a lot for him. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's at the Hoops Talk podcast. Um, and then we also have our YouTube channel. So that's the Hoops Talk uh, podcast, I assume. Um, but we're there. We're putting these videos that we're doing on there. 
It's a whole new world. New channels. medium, baby. New <laughs> medium. Break or breaking all <laughs> the rules. Total new world. Um, Karen, updates on the prize pack. <laughs> no, it's it's suspended indefinitely due to Corona and will not come back until our Western governor pack, Western state governor packs say deem it healthy for us to be out and shopping for this prize pack shit. Okay. So. Oh my God. You're such a dick. You put around this prize pack spot every episode. I love it though. It's fun. It's fun to come up with something, some excuse. Okay, so... Because I want, I still want the reviews, people. Like the prize pack is dependent on your reviews. So if you review us on Apple, we're not even asking for like across the channels. We're like literally, I'm, I'm just specifying Apple. just Apple Podcasts because it really helps us with uh, being on search and and just in general. If you pop off a review, fucking three stars. Anything less than three, we don't want. So three or more. Five stars is really what you should be doing. But you mm -hmm. do that, you write a little tiny note. One, one sentence. sentence. <laughs> Copy someone else's review. <laughs> or just a word like good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just do the thumbs up emoji. We're so emoji, like, it's yeah. super, we're trying to keep it. We'll we're low, low maintenance here. Low maintenance. We will write it for you. Like if you just want to be like, hey, tell me what to write. We'll write it for you. You know, we will, I, I, I've. Trust me, we'll do it. We just try, want you to get the reviews. That's it. That's why I think if we talk about the prize pack, <laughs> maybe, maybe someday. The longer someday. it takes, the better it gets. Yeah. Fine wine. <laughs> Fine wine. Well, with that, that's all we have for, unless you all have any updates that you want to say. I, I just want to say I'm rocking Jordan's uh, North Carolina jersey right now. What? Please stand for Whoa. the camera. Woo! Yeah. I mean, if you, go. You go, if you go to our YouTube channel, you can see this fashionista here. I love it. Where did you get that from? I stole it from my boyfriend. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, you don't w wait." For he started wearing it yesterday. I go, "Excuse me, why was this not disclosed early on that you had this?" And second, I'm wearing it. <laughs> smart move, smart move. And oh, you also man. have a you also have Jordan in your background. Yes, I mean, I we're gonna cover Last Dance a little, maybe with even Jordan yeah. herself, because fun. Yeah. I know, I know. There, I'm actually looking forward to Rodman. This. I love Dennis Rodman. Rodman. I love him. I love, I love him. I love, I love him, him so much. I love Dennis the Menace. He, to me, encapsulates everything that basketball should be. Because I just, I love him. His You're going to be mad. His fashion, everything. What? I heard someone try to compare Draymond to him. I said, there's no one like Rodman. Uh, uh, Period. Uh, oh, that needs to be shut down. Shut it down. Done. That, that person is canceled. Yeah, that Ugh. make that gives me nightmares. <laughs> well, with that, I think we're ready to move <laughs> on and bring on our guests. So we'll be right back. 
Hey, Jordan, how's it going? Hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> good, good. Thank you so much for joining us during our Women Crush Wednesday segment. Um, we're really super excited to have you on. Thank you so much for coming on. And I know we're in different time zones, but I'm hoping um, it's not too late for you <laughs> out in Atlanta. Yeah, thank you for having me. Oh, for sure, for sure. So you are, or you just ended your, uh, miss as a Mississippi State guard, mm-hmm. your final season was this past season. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And so you, you guys, I mean, I, I saw the season for you. You guys were 27-6 on the season. You're also projected to be a number three seed in the NCAA tournament, Ooh. which is fucking awesome. Time. Um, you were also ranked number three in ESPN's way too early top 25 for 2020-21. Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought this was really interesting that there was only, uh, returning all but one starter and nation's top freshman, uh, this season. So you were pretty much the leader of this team. (laughs) (laughs) I was the only (laughs) How did it feel to have that role to kind of, you know, be the lead and really help to um, get this team, this young team, into a spot like like it was this past season. You know, it was it was very different. Um, the roles, the the players. I never been with um, a group of girls that are that much um, difference in age, mm-hmm. as far as collectively playing together. I think um, we only had maybe uh, maybe four upperclassmen. Wow. And they were really like wow. them were wow. red shirt sophomores. So yeah, we had a lot of freshmen, a lot of sophomores and, and red shirt sophomores. So it was a challenge, but mm. it was it was fun. It was fun. What was like some of the would you say the mo- more critical um you know habits or the critical learnt teachings that you gave to them that you were like right away you're like, okay, you need to do this or you're gonna need to do that. Were there any in particular? Um, really just overall time management and mm. we all had to go through time management issues as a freshman and even as a sophomore sometimes so um, just stressing the importance of um, things that they may feel are little uh, they're really big you know especially to the coach if you're not doing things um, outside or off the court as far as like class, taking care of the classroom working and just taking care of your body eating right, mm. getting that rest so um, really just focusing on how to manage all of those things while being, you know, a student athlete and performing at an elite level. So that was really just the big, biggest thing. Because you had, this was uh, your graduate year, right? You were actually had, an el- you went eligibility for one more year. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, yeah, so I seen, um, I don't really exactly remember, like, what was the idea that came to mind but it was kind of uh we were in the process of it during my my first senior year I guess (laughs) um we were talking about it and um we said well we're we're gonna you know try to get that waiver to play again because Mm -hmm. my sophomore year is when I transferred I transferred in the middle of the season okay uh, from the University of Arkansas and I only played in, I believe it was six games before I had made that decision to transfer. So just um, 
trying to get a waiver with the NCAA to get that year back since I, I really didn't play that that mm. many years. So, and it was successful and I was excited, you know, kept it kind of quiet because I didn't want to get anybody hopes up, even my own, mm. as far as playing again. So when it just came out, it was, I don't know. <laughs> I talked to everyone, so even me, because I, I don't know what I was expecting. That's awesome. So you actually got to play with Vic Schaefer. Yes, I did. So he was your coach. Okay, so we know know that he just moved to Texas. Mm -hmm. So he's going to be, which I think shocked a lot of people, because from what we understand, he was definitely a bulldog for life. They were thinking he might even retire as a bulldog, Mm -hmm. but he had roots in Texas. I believe he's from there. So... It, the opportunity came. Um, how was it working? How was it having him as a coach? And how do you think his coaching style is going to work in Texas? Um, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna shock him a little bit just how um, <laughs> demanding he is as a coach. And I mean, that's what makes him a great coach. You know, he's been like Smith's Coach of the Year, SEC Coach of the Year twice. So, so he's a a real demanding coach, and that challenges a, a player and it pushes you out of the comfort zone which is very well needed um, for growing especially you know with basketball and just anything in life so he's demanding off the court and on the court and I think that's what's unique about him because he never stops coaching even if we're up 30 he's mm-hmm. coaching to the last second so um, that's something that I really appreciated about him and um yeah it was challenging my first year yeah. uh, my first year it was really challenging <laughs> I, I kind of got the hang of it so wow what what was like just I mean can you think of like a moment where you were like this is gonna be hard <laughs> well yes <laughs> practice <laughs> oh really your first practice wow because yeah, I transferred in that in that mid-season so when I came um and we started practicing everybody else was in shape so the momentum was at um, a high level it was the beginning of um SEC conference play mm-hmm. so the the momentum was up there and everybody was just running up and down drill to drill to drill and I was just like wait slow down <laughs> but, um, yeah that that day I was like oh yeah I, I had to pick it up I had to pick it up but after that first day after mm-hmm. that first shot um, you know, you get used mm. to. And how was, uh, was he somebody who, cause I know you mentioned, um, time management was something you led this, you know, younger team on. Is that something that you also learned from him? Because I know, I mean, I can only, I really, we've heard a lot about, um, men's journeys through NCAA <clears throat> play and how you basically sleep and play and maybe eat and try to crack a book. I'm assuming it's the same way. And did the coach help you kind of learn some of those skills as well? Um, yes, because when I was at Arkansas, um, I wasn't really good on time management. And that kind of reflected in my grades and, and <laughs> situations. But uh, when I got to Mississippi State, they, they helped us a lot. The people that they had in place, from the academic advisors to GAs and managers, um, they had managers come pick us up for class if we had a tight schedule that day. And um, just having our, our locker room fully stocked all the time because 
you literally may have only 20 minutes to get to practice uh, right after class or um, in between weights. But just how our days were every day, it, it really was like a full-time job past the nine to five though. Oh, wow. <laughs> so like um, all day, but you learn to get to, to I guess, find what's essential and what you really need to do, what's the most important mm-hmm. thing to do mm-hmm. on your list at that time. And just going through that, it's easy for me to pinpoint what I need to do first and what what's most important. Right. Right. And you are, because you are getting your graduate degree, um, I mean, are you seeing, because I know graduate work and graduate school is much more um, demanding than regular school work. I'm assuming that time management has really helped you to finish up that. Are you still... Um, working on tests or how because I know it's like now would be when you would be graduating so are you done are you I am done I I completed my MBA on Wednesday is wow presentation so yes and I congrats congrats and a master's awesome that's huge. Congratulations. Congratulations. That is so huge. That just, I'm, uh, I can just imagine how much, how much more doors that's going to open for you too. Do yeah. you think, do you think you would want to stay with, uh, like the MBA or the WNBA or NBL or an organization that is still associated with basketball? Um, I really haven't thought about that, but that's interesting. Um, because I can't get away from sports like I've been <laughs> in my life, so it's hard. Um, sure. I, I could see myself doing something in the business world involving around sports, definitely. Like maybe even be a coach. See the coach part, I don't know. The <laughs> 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 coach aspect of it. <laughs> well. Coach- how I was as a player so <laughs> <laughs> that's fair actually that's really that's really perceptive um and speaking of of coaches I know that Nikki McRae Penson just was announced earlier this month as the new coach for Mississippi State she's originally a Tennessee Lady Bowl under Pat Summit so you got some fantastic pedigree in what you know where she came up from um her best friend is don staley so you know kind of kind of a big deal (laughs) and she was also i mean besides her uh glorious record as a basketball player in college she's also was on the 1996 and the 2000 olympic gold um medal winning teams for um in basketball for the usa Mm -hmm. how have you known her style or you know kind of like how her background is from Lady Bowls like do you know how that could potentially shape uh Mississippi's program um I don't know too much about her style as far as like her coaching at Old Dominion um I do know she was assistant with Don Staley um but I know, like, just from her background, just from her accolades and, and mm-hmm. who she played under, you could tell that she's a tough – she was a tough player, so you know she's going to be a tough coach. Yeah. And um, I think that's just going to, you know, further strengthen the, the program at Mississippi State. Yeah, because, I mean, I would assume the way the program is now, it's definitely very um, – it's a place where someone would want to go. 
I mean, Vic was no slouch. He really <laughs> he created a really good organization that anyone would be excited to take over. So I'm looking forward to that. Plus the implications that it, she is a woman and she's a woman of color is also, you know, great to see that being supported and elevated in such a, with such a great team, you know, an organization that you were part of. So that could be um, hopefully a pattern that we start seeing a little bit more. So the WNBA draft just happened. Mm-hmm. It was the first yeah. time it was virtual draft. Um, how are you feeling about, you know, the virtual draft? How are you feeling about what, who got picked in the draft? And how did, um, you know, how is the stay at home and the whole coronavirus affecting you now? And even when you, I mean, you couldn't finish the NCAA season. season. You guys are going to be like the yeah. fi- in the final four. I mean, how, how's that? I know it's a lot. I just threw at you, but <laughs> they're all kind of interconnected. So I'm wondering if you could talk to us a little bit about that. Okay, well, um, so I'm going to start with when I first initially heard about, you know, the season ending, um, it was kind of a shock. Uh, Coach Schaefer called me and was just like, well, yeah, he's been in meetings all day and we're going to meet with the team the next day. So um, just after talking with him, it kind of kind of hit me more that, you know, it's really, the season is really over. You know, we played our last game. We had our last practice and like it wasn't, we wasn't prepared, prepared for it, but, I am still grateful because I wasn't supposed to get this year back regardless. Mm. So yeah. not as sad as I would have been if this was my first senior year. <laughs> so um, I'm just grateful to have went through that. But um kind of sad to see the, the season ending like it did. And mm. especially just the NCAA tournament itself on the women's side was going to be exciting to watch yeah. this year. Uh, yeah, so- yeah. yeah. Yeah, so many teams in the top five and dropping out the top five and the top mm-hmm. ten. It was just a crazy year, and I was just excited just to see that see that happen as a basketball fan. Um, the draft, I'm I'm happy for all the the people that got drafted. You know, um, I feel like it could have been longer because it really mm-hmm. wasn't, it's not much going on. Yep. In, yeah. In the mm-hmm. world, right now. <laughs> and we're all just at home. So I feel yeah. like. Um, the second round, and I don't know. They, it could have been, could have been longer. Could have been a little bit better, but they did what they could, given okay. what what was given. So, um, but I didn't get drafted Friday, and um, I wasn't really too much sad about it. Sad about mm-hmm. the not having the opportunity, you know, to have a training camp contract because we don't know like what's gonna go, what's what's gonna happen, or what's going sure. on. But, um, it just gives me time to, you know, continue to work on my craft and right. uh, still sign with an agent to play overseas. So, oh wow! Ooh. Oh really? Congratulations! Congrats. Yeah, congratulations! Thank where you. where are you going to be playing? Do you know oh, yet? I don't know, I don't know yet. Okay. No, I'm still working on contracts and trying to figure right. out what's going to happen these next couple months and over the summer. Do you know anybody who? Because I know you played with um, Chloe Bibby. Yes. And she's from Australia. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming, did she play, uh, did she play overseas before she joined Mississippi State? It wasn't like, she played for her country. I still mm-hmm. don't know exactly. I've asked her like multiple times and I, <laughs> I don't really understand the situation that it was. But right. I, it was like a prep school that 
that okay. she was playing for or if she was um, just playing for her country. Mm-hmm. But she came over at the high school, though. So I don't okay. play professionally like that. Okay. Oh, well, that's going to be great for you. Congratulations. I mean, we hear so yeah. many great stuff about people or players that do have that overseas experience. So, I mean, we wish you all the luck in that because I think it's going to be so exciting for you. Thank you. Thank when you. when are you going to know more or less when that might happen? I guess just as the, um, in the weeks come, as far as negotiating contracts and coaches overseas. Um, Got it. So probably just in like the next next month or so. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't really know. Oh, wow. Yeah, really soon. And so I know, you know, had you only because the Oregon Ducks have been the most hyped team this season with, you know, reasons that we all know why. When you matched up with them, um, like, did you get a sense that there was something extra going on with that team in particular? With Oregon? Yeah. Um, yeah, I knew that they'd be a great team, um, especially they have a team full of seniors. You know, they have good leadership um, over there. So I knew last year that um, this year they, they would be the team to be, you know, that people would like to be and they'll be watched by everyone. And especially with their leader, Sabrina, she's a phenomenal yeah. player. So, um, yeah, I was excited. I was excited to watch them. That's so cool. Yeah. Can, I mean, we, we all knew Sabrina is like one of those different beasts that are just one in a lifetime. One yeah, in a lifetime. Gardener. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. You're right. <laughs> oh, well, awesome. yeah, that's pretty awesome. I love it. I love it. So um, we are going to do, um, we want to get to know you a little bit more. So we're going to play a little game of true or false. Okay. And we'll see how, um, what is true and what is false. So number one, true or false, your mom also played basketball. True. Where did she play? She only played high school uh, at Conway High School in Arkansas, but she was mainly a track star. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, true or false, your family built you a court when you were growing up in Arkansas. True. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Okay. So full how court? Did, um, it was kind of, it was half court. It wasn't full court. Okay. Um, it was like full so court awesome. as, a, as a kid. <laughs> but um, yeah. you know, we lived on a dirt road, so um, nothing but grass in our yard. And they just put some concrete out there so I could at least dribble the basketball, you know, and then put the goal out there, so... How young were awesome. you when you were just like dribbling the ball or is you just born with it in your hand or how'd that work out? How'd you find oh, out? Dribbling the ball? I probably was three dribbling, dribbling the ball, but <laughs> um, I remember playing basketball when I was like six or seven. Oh, wow. Wow. Nice. Okay. True or false? You have five siblings. True. <laughs> <laughs> and how many... How, are they into basketball or sports also, or are you the only sports legend in the household? Um, they're all into sports. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my brother was in, well, my oldest brother was into baseball and football. Um, my youngest, not my youngest sister, but one of my sisters, she actually just won a state championship in wrestling. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> all right. And um, my little brother and sister, they're, they're into basketball. 
Very cool. Very cool. Okay. Uh, true or false, you wear number uh, 24, not 23, because your name is Jordan. True. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us that story. Yeah. Um, you know, just growing up around my cousins and everybody just associate Jordan with 23. Oh, you, you want to be like Jordan. That's why you have 23 and your name is Jordan. So I'm like, I don't want to hear this for the rest of my life. <laughs> just going to pick 24. <laughs> I love that. I love that story. Okay. Last one. True or false. Your favorite NBA player is Damian Lillard. True. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Good choice. Yeah, he's a great choice. As a matter of fact, uh, Kendall is a recent Portland Trail Blazers fan. She, that yeah. was her yeah. team. Tell us, what is it about Damian Lillard that makes him your favorite player? He's just a competitor. And he doesn't let anybody stop him, you know. And he also, like, he doesn't feed into the hype of the outside. He's just him. He's just himself. You know? Uh-huh. I love it. I love it. Well, that's a good pick. I mean, as you can see from my background, my favorite player, Mr. 23, King James. <laughs> he's a pretty good pick, I think. I think he's a pretty good pick. Um, well, Jordan, I can't tell you how excited we were to have you on the show. Thank you again for coming on and being our guest. It's just been a real joy to talk to you, to get to know you. Um, we can't tell you how excited we are for your future in whatever you do. I mean, you have a master's, you have an agent, do you're doing everything. Yeah, you big have things. Big, big, big things for you. Super excited. So thanks for coming on. And you'll have to come back. You'll have to remember us little people when you're big time. Yes. <laughs> come again. Come again. And yeah, just keep us posted because we love to, you know, follow you and your career. And also um, let, let our audience know where they might be able to follow your journey um, on social or do you have any uh, websites or anything like that? Um, well, I just have my social media right now. Um, you can follow me at Juice with three E's and two underscores, um, Juice24. And you can also follow me or subscribe to my YouTube. I don't have any good content besides basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any funny content right now, but I, I'll have some stuff coming. So my YouTube is just my name, Jordan Dendere. Awesome. Okay. Well, that's the best content. Awesome. You you playing basketball, in my opinion, is the best content. So yeah. <laughs> we look forward to seeing that. Thank you so much for being on the show. And uh, yeah, just keep us posted. Stay in touch. All right. Awesome. Thank yes, you. Thank Bye, you. Jordan. Bye. Bye, Jordan. And cool. we will be back. And we are back. Okay, we have breaking news, hot, fresh, Woj bomb, <laughs> which sounds disgusting. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I say that. Um, but uh, it just was, it's breaking news for the NBA that beginning on May 1st, the NBA is going to allow teams to open practices in facilities to players in cities and states where local government has eased stay-at-home orders. So um, this was on a long uh, tweet thread from Woj. There, it, he did write an article, which I linked to, but it also says, as Georgia moves towards opening certain businesses, which include gyms, um, some players were actually asking if 
they could consider traveling to Georgia to find a way to play. And organizations were like, nah, boo, we want you to be in clean and safe environments and not some fucking fitness center way in some <laughs> suburb in Atlanta called Tower of Power with one, you know, Pilates ball and a few hand weights <laughs> that you have to share with Cheryl, you know? And curve. <laughs> yeah, curve. You're not curves. <laughs> Yeah, you can't go to curves and do the tandem circle of equipment. Diane and Karen. Do <laughs> the circuit workout. I love circuit training. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So no, they're like, okay, so what are we gonna do? So then they they're like, teams will be allowed to make facilities open to players on a voluntary basis or individual workout, but larger group workouts will still be prohibited. The NBA uh, markets that aren't loosening restrictions league plans to work with teams and other arrangements for the players and basically the NBA's decision on opening these facilities um, does not mean that the season is going to open right they are uh, trying to get the sa safely into gyms um, is the priority so getting them into workout gyms is priority and then moving forward but personally I'm just kind of like <sighs> Why can't people just fucking wait? Right? I mean, is this for like also G League? Like I'm assuming guys who can't afford their own home gym. Mm -hmm. I feel like most of them do. Right. I mean, I know Giannis mentioned that he didn't have access for like horse to a, you know, okay. basketball, but like, or hoop, but I don't know. That's just kind of, and then what, only one at a time in a huge gym. And then what, you got to pay for genitorial people to come wipe it all down till the next guy how does that all work that's the thing yeah. i feel like for i mean there the one thing that's missing to me in all of these scenarios is where is the one protocol that everybody has to you know work through Every, yeah. like yeah. you say here's the one pager and anyone who decides voluntarily that they need to go to a facility by for the team this is what you got to do. Mm -hmm. you gotta check your temperature. It's going in and coming out yes. every time. You got to wipe it down. You got to wear a mask while you're running around. You got to wear gloves while you're shooting around. You got to bring your own ball. I don't know. Yeah, like, agreed. I just think, like, I'm like with you. Like, what is the rush? Just wait. Yeah. Because now, like you said, like, who's going to come and clean it down? clean the whole facility so now somebody has to leave their family to go and wipe this stuff down and yeah you know the possibility of getting sick and it's just all for nothing I don't know yeah no I agree I think that it's just I, like some people it was funny because I think we're we were getting this breaking news at the same time that the players were getting the breaking news because you see on Twitter a lot of the players were also like commenting like wow and like Trey Young tweeted out thank you it's like really we you don't have a facility that you can go by yourself to that you can have you know I'm just like a home what? gym a driveway like I, none 
Fucking, he was on that horse thing. We know he's got a driveway. Exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah. Go dribble in your hallway. <laughs> yeah. You were throwing socks into a garbage can on TikTok. You have yeah, the. Like you, you need some big, massive gym to shoot around by yourself. Like, yeah. You can't have 8 million people. You're not playing pickup games. You can't play pickup games. So, what's the point? Right. Like, why can't. Why just stay at home and shoot? You saw it. I mean, for, not for nothing, but you know, King James or LeBron James has a mansion in oh, Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah. And yet you see him on some like balcony somewhere in his home with a band connected to his, uh, run, his, uh, what is it? The free run. I don't even know what they're called because I don't go to the gym. Treadmill? <laughs> the treadmill. Treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> you see him running on, you know, on the treadmill, pulling on there, and you're like, okay, I know you got a few dollar bills. You could probably have a state of art home gym, and yet he's making it work with what he has. Yeah, and mm-hmm. let's be real, right? The top players who probably continue to work even in the off season have, like you said, they get paid because they're champions. They have their own facilities. How many of these like lower level motherfuckers are actually working out on the off season? You know, they're on their fucking yachts, their boats, they're doing their thing. So what, what's like Kendall said, what's the fucking rush? Cause they're probably not preparing for the season until much closer. And also we don't even know when that season's going to start. Yeah. No, I there's, totally agree. There's been a ton of guys who are like, I haven't touched a, a ball since the last game we played. Yeah. I've just been hanging with family and playing video games. I'm like, that's your Okay, that's your fucking fault. You could touch, you could dribble in your house, go out in the fucking front yard. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah, you haven't touched a ball the entire time, and you're a professional basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, that's like one of us not logging into fucking Instagram for one day. Well, for and, a day. Yeah. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Yeah. Right. We w- it's like what. We have every social app on our phones. If we didn't, well, there's some problems like, there because that's our job. I'm a financial manager and I haven't looked at the stocks in weeks. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> Sorry about your money, Tim. <laughs> I haven't kept up the stock market in a week. What? Yeah. I think that there's a lot of, uh, you know, going to be shifting blame, uh, you know, on this, like not having this workout space, this, this phantom need to be in a large space to throw a basketball around. And it's like, you know what? Not needed, not necessary. You, are you going to meet there? I've been doing uh, yoga from an app on the, there's so many streaming uh, ways you could be doing workouts. All afford a Peloton, it's monthly payments, so no excuse there. I live in a 400 square foot studio, and I could still, like you said, Liz, push ups, yoga, I could still do just squats. Yeah, it seems like the rich people have been the ones bitching about this quarantine the most. And I'm like, you have a fucking backyard, I have a stoop. I go outside and I just open up my door to get my fresh air. Yes. You have a pool and a basketball court and a driveway and all this stuff. And I feel like the rich people are the ones bitching the most. Like Ellen DeGeneres. (laughs) 
Oh, I know. Yeah, Ellen's just like, let me call uh, Michael Jordan up real quick. I'm bored. <laughs> Kevin Hart, Shut I'm up. so bored in my mansion. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, I feel like I, uh, now I know what inmates must feel like as I sit in my mansion. Bitch. Like crazy. Come it's on. fucking crazy. Yeah, I'm not, I, I think that this whole I mean, May 1st, and then even Dr. Fauci, who mentioned if sports were to come back, you would have to quarantine, you know, 14 days after a game, like for protocol. Mm -hmm. Um, And to your point, you guys have said this in the past, the people that are not, that are getting paid hourly, $11 an hour to go and have to clean all the facilities that have to prepare it, the equipment, I mean, the it's just, it's not a thought through process. It's not very thoughtful either. Yep. Yeah. And, I mean, come on too. all that sweat, heavy breathing, spit coming out your mouth, working no. out like, and then someone's going to have to clean that up. That's nasty. No. Yeah. I don't even, I mean, I, like I said, I was, I wore one, a mask to go and throw out the trash. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. It's not easy. It's, you get sweaty and it's, I, can you imagine being full court basketball Ugh. with that? I, I I don't know. You know, it's just priorities in the country we live in are really fucked up. So weird. And money, it's money, money over money over people, health, and you've got idiots out there protesting, and now you've got like CEOs and restaurants who are like, well, we're gonna open up no matter what. And it's just yeah. really sad. Yeah, and you're and they're definitely not thinking about the healthcare workers that are trying to save people's lives oh, right. and are having to deal with the fact that people need a fucking haircut or a tattoo. I didn't realize that yeah. getting a tattoo was an essential business. Simple. I mean, I get it. I, yeah. I have plenty of tattoos. I get it, but I'm okay if I never got one until we got a vaccine. I'm right. 100% right? okay. Why would you want to stick any fucking needle and have blood come out during this t- like what? And have the person mouth breathing over your like open tattoo yeah. art like wedding and yeah. Uh, so so that was breaking news. There's more about this on a piece that Woj wrote. Um I put the link uh we'll put the link up, but I don't know, guys. If you're listening to this and you have some thoughts on it, send us an email at info at thehoopstalk.com or DM us because we're happy. If we're this is what we feel. I mean, we we have not gone into the studio since we've had the safe at home initiative, and we would like to go back into the studio, but we're making do with what we have to. Granted, we're not athletes and we're not like breathing on each other, but that's something that we're trying to do, not just because for ourselves, but for the people that are sacrificing their lives to go and save lives. And it's the least that we can do, then we do it. We have, you know trying to make this work so these are our beliefs we're all aligned on this if you have something different let us know maybe you can change your mind doubt it but go for it (laughs) (laughs) try it i see us at that table with the sign it's like change our mind (laughs) doubtful (laughs) doubtful but we like the dialogue um but uh hit us up (laughs) yeah very doubtful but sure why not um, okay, I think this is we're gonna shift gears because I think this is super important because the NFL virtual draft happened. It was a thousand years long. Fuck. It was on the ESPN main channel, seriously for like the past four days. 
Um, I know it took over Kendall's life um, yeah. as our resident, like, big-time NFL fan, as the biggest Raiders fan I know. Um, <laughs> I Like, I, I texted you earlier today, and I said, I didn't get past Joe Burrows. <laughs> yeah. The very first pick. <laughs> wait, that, that took like an hour, right? So you were like, wait, there's more? <laughs> I couldn't. I could. I put on the TV today and it said like pick 175 to 400. Or so. I'm like, what is going on in this world? So I'm like, no. There's like 250 something picks. Total. God damn. Wow. Uh, I, yeah, no. So I thought it would be interesting Kendall, to get your take on the NFL virtual draft and for us to compare some of the differences in the, the NFL draft and the WNBA mm-hmm. draft, was, which was literally the first virtual draft. So it was the, the Kickstarter mm-hmm. of what it was to follow. And then maybe we talk about some do's and don'ts for the NBA draft, which is happening in June. So Kendall, what, what are your thoughts on this NFL uh, draft? Um, I actually liked it because I thought it was kind of back to the old school way that they used to do drafts. It's gotten really, the draft has gotten really like just a giant spectacle and they're selling rights to everybody that wants to pay for them. Um, so it was kind of nice just to like, every, you just saw like all the GMs, the coaches, everybody was at home. They had their kids, they had their dogs, they Nice. You know, their wives, everybody. So you got to see, like, where they live. Um, Cliff Kingsbury lives in the most GQ house in Arizona I've ever seen in my life. Um, it was like, he had, like, a fire pit going. It was, it wow. was wild. It was wild. Um, it, yeah, it was, like, super Scarface. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe they should start. They um, should add cribs NFL <laughs> virtual draft. NFL moving forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was definitely. I mean, it's a three-day process. So the first day they do the first round, which is thirty, uh, thirty-two picks, I believe, thirty-one, thirty-two picks. And then the next day they'll do um, second and third round, and then the final day they do fourth through seven. And it starts to pick up towards the end just because you don't know who those guys are. Right. Um, but, I mean, it compared to the WNBA draft, it, they definitely were more prepared when it came to highlight packages mm. and <clears throat> having Full people on. on. documentaries. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh. yeah, that was the one thing that they needed to tone it down on was the, like, tragedy porn that they had for every <laughs> single guy. Like, some of the stuff was absolutely ridiculous. I can't remember who it was, but on his screen, it had, like, facts, five facts about him. And one of them was, like, his mom battled drug addiction for 16 years. God damn it. That's a lot of personal like, why do we info. need to know that? Yeah. Like, why do yeah. we need to know that? That so, could be embarrassing for people. That's, like, yeah. a bit yeah. It's like yeah. plays the harmonica, really good at pool. His mom had a drug addiction for 16 years. <laughs> he stubbed Why? his toe on his bedpost yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you? What? Why do we need to know that? Wow. Um, that's definitely the one thing they needed to tone it down on the mm. top stories, and the internet was like all on board and giving him shit about that. But yeah. um I thought I was watching The Blind Side over and over again. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, I mean, um, they, I was saying like they even made Joe Burrow sound like a sad sack. They're like, he was from Louisiana and like, yeah, from there. Everything had some kind of tragedy attached to it. Like, yeah. It was, and some of it was like a super stretch to make it sound sad. <laughs> it was weird. Um, but they were definitely just more prepared when it came to like highlights and having people on that could actually talk about who was getting drafted. Um, well, I know compared granted, to the, I was going to say, I know compared to the WNBA, uh, I saw in some of like the pre footage that they, the players were actually showing all of the equipment that they received to put up for, you know, for them to view and also get the yes. announcement as well as the fact that they received, what is it? The 32 hats and the 32 team jerseys, um, every yep. single one of them. So that is oh, a huge yeah, difference they, in WNBA. Yeah. They sent out to like 200 players that they Fuck. knew for sure were going to get drafted. Um, they sent them entire like home kits. So like videos, phones, lighting, um, mm mics like everything that they needed headphones the work and then yeah they sent them the 32 jerseys and the 32 hats for each team jesus and i mean when you think yeah. about the WNBA, there's only there's only three rounds and there's only 12 teams right so you could easily send them the 12 hats and the 12 jerseys just just that easily. alone just that alone. if you don't want to send them the fucking equipment because you don't want to spend the money or the time or get the cable guy out there. That's one thing, but like at least the jersey and the hats. They so, could have they yeah. could have done partnerships with like clothing, makeup, uh, telecom, compute. You know, any kind of technology. Beats headphones. Like I just don't get why. Yeah, that was the laziness. The NBA and WNBA just didn't invest in it. They didn't yeah. give a shit. They were like, okay, whatever. Like, and it, that was the NFL. That had nothing to do with ESPN or ABC yeah, or NFL all Network. NFL. Like, that was all NFL wanting to make sure that their their draft was going to be the best that it could be. Right. And, um, I mean, obviously, their setups worked. They had cameras everywhere, and they I don't think there was really any technical issues throughout the entire – Just a regular uh, delay, right? With all, yeah, well, they'll announce it and just kind yeah, of wait just for them to like react. Yeah, just like your typical – yeah, like your typical delay. But, like, it wasn't no, – nobody, like, went out mid-interview or anything mm. like that. But, yeah, it, I mean, but other than that, like, as far as the ESPN part of it, I mm. know that the draft is such a big thing and they know exactly what it is every year. And mm -hmm. you have all of these media people and experts that have been going over highlights and all that for months and months and months. Right. Mm -hmm. So I get like they're they were prepared in that aspect, but that doesn't mean that you can't do the same thing for the WNBA. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that like, it was, it, it, Especially like you said, there's only 12 teams and there's yeah. three rounds. Like they, that's not a hard thing to put some highlight packages together that don't involve the girl shooting an air ball or a know, picture of them when they were five. Yeah, seriously. yeah, like you, you have you have the time to put some stuff together because you did it for literally 250 guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? It 
definitely. I mean, I just think it was yeah. a huge, again, you guys heard me say this before, leaving money on the table to me is crazy. When you have an organization that leaves money on the table, there were so many ways that the WNBA could have reeled in. You know, you're on the main channel on the ESPN, so you're on one of the biggest stage, or maybe the biggest stage of American sports is ESPN, Mm -hmm. okay? You have that, you're on there. You finally made it to the main, to the bigs. And, you know, I understand if they're like, we're not, we're only going to give you two hours, okay? That's like, we can't do more than two hours because we have to play an MLB classic from 1972. I get it. They have programming that needs to be on there over the WNBA drafts, whatever. So if you have that two hours, like really like do more of that insight. Like I would have, people are thirsting for Sabrina. People are thirsting to learn, you know, I'm sure there's someone you know, who's has a family member that was on drugs that overcame something, right. you know, so someone whose family member is maybe a healthcare worker that they could highlight. I mean, if you really want to go with that, you know, downtrodden blindsided scenario that the NFL tragic porn, as you put it, Kendall loves to highlight. I'm sure you could find a lot of those. I mean, you had we we knew about a WNBA NBA player that was pregnant during a whole season and didn't tell anyone. Nothing. So, <laughs> so you know, there is so much story, the narratives that you could have in these in this time. So I I don't see why um, some of those couldn't be brought out more in the WNBA to enrich what we were seeing. Um, and then, yeah, go the full, full three rounds because I think they ended it after like the first round. They didn't go through the at least the the last two rounds. Um, I think they barely. did two rounds. I think yeah. they did two rounds and they didn't do the third. And then all. And also, you have like you know we just talked to Jordan Danbury who was uh, who went undrafted. And she's mm-hmm. going to have to go overseas. And that's because there's not enough fucking teams. Teams, yeah. I would assume if you have a draft like the NFL, there's no – who goes undrafted? Sounds like if you played yeah. – if you were on the fucking field during one of the games, you had the potential of being drafted for the NFL right. at this point. There's a, there's a lot of people that end up signing afterwards. Like, mm-hmm. as soon as that last pick comes in uh, – it's like Twitter is just a tweet storm of so-and-so just signed as an undrafted so-and-so. And it's just like, like flying out of like their fingers have got to be like so sore. But, um, but no, I think what it, what it shows is that the w, the w, well, the NBA doesn't invest in yeah. the WNBA. Mm-hmm. Like you literally you're in a quarantine. There's no sports on. You're going to be the only sport on the entire, that entire week. Yeah right? Months, really. And you can't even take the time to invest and get cameras or jerseys sent to the people in probably like the most well-known basketball players, you know, the WNBA draft has had in a very long time. Like you can't just get them jerseys and hats and that. Like it just goes to show like the NBA doesn't invest in their own women's program. Right. I mean, Liz has talked about like you know, when we were trying to get like our sweat, our matching WNBA sweaters and the site wasn't working. And when yeah. Liz goes to the store for the sparks, there's barely any merch. I bet they just didn't even have enough jerseys printed <laughs> to give out to the draft yeah. picks. Yeah. 
they might not have. Yeah, you're right. And it, so, well, and then it, and then it just goes to show, like, okay, ESPN has been preparing for this draft, the NFL draft, for however long, and the WNBA was just like a afterthought. Yeah. You know, like they didn't care. They're like, oh, we got two hours. We'll just half ass it. Yeah. And we'll and, fly through that yeah. second half as fast as we possibly can. Yeah. And what makes me mad more is that some of these GMs and head coaches couldn't even clean up their fucking office to look a little more professional. I was like, <laughs> why is that cluttered? Why is it? You guys have this full show and then your fucking setup looks like shit. Like, wow. And oh, did you even take a shower, bro? Like, I don't know. That makes me mad. They get all of this and they still can like sit back and not do shit. <laughs> Some of those, I saw like the, some of the backgrounds. I think some of that is endearing to me because it just shows like these fools have like really bad, you know, furniture that you would see at. Yes. Like, oh my God. Oh, like, at a, like at a small tomatoes restaurant, you know, one of those like buffet <laughs> places or something, you know, it's like, oh, that, that cafe furniture that you always see that's always too big for someone's house. Like, or they have like eight deer heads on their wall. Oh, yes. Pita Which coat is, was that? Pita is coming after your ass. <laughs> Huge. I was like, dang. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. So yeah. true. Well, I would say um, for as far as – because NBA will be the next draft. Most likely it's going to be virtual. You know, I don't foresee mm -hmm. it being – in real time. And even if it is, I think when we talked to um, Kristen Peake last episode, she's like, yeah, there's not going to be any family or fans that are going to be there if they do do it live. It's probably just going to be, you know, the player and the maybe their agent or their mom or something. Adam Silver is not going to be shaking anyone's hand. You know, it's going to be very low key. But as far as like do's and don'ts, I personally, from just what I saw, which was uh, the opening and Joe Burrows, I would say don't have a cheesy opening anthem with Harry Connick Jr. That to me, I was like thrown off <laughs> that immediately. That is some old man yeah. shit. That's weird. Well, I was they, like, really? They, That's... Have, they had some weird musicals guests all weekend. It's like straight up dad jean shit. I, I don't understand. And like, the NFL players are some of the coolest urban, like they, I, I don't know. I'm just saying like really choices. Def, mm -hmm. Definitely try not to. And then I also think they should have Tony Fauci speak at the NBA draft. Might be interesting yeah. so that he could talk mm -hmm. about like, hey, some of the protocols and why this is important. And, you know, I don't know. I think it would, I think we still have to put these events in the perspective of the time that we're living in and not try to divorce it so much into this like god bless america look at us we're we're making it through we're going to be able to play nfl we're we're charging through and you're like you know what there's people dying there's people that die there's people that are dying and there's healthcare workers that are taking care of those people and so really what you're doing it's the value of entertainment that us as a society always see, deem more uh, important than teachers and healthcare and that kind of stuff. So, you know what? You can tone down the whole like flag and shit. My opinion. Those well, would be the I will. I will say, like, that was only really at the beginning where they did the like flag and cheesy shit with Harry Connick Jr. Um, today, they definitely they interviewed Sean Payton, who's the head coach of the Saints, who uh, overcame COVID. Oh, and, wow. Like, awesome. just donated his plasma. 
Um, and then they donated a guy named, uh, what was his name, Myron Roll or something like that. He's an old ex-player, former player who is in med- medical school. Mm. And so he's, uh, he's on the front lines now uh, helping in New Jersey, I believe. Awesome. Um, but then they also, online, they were doing a thing called the Draftathon, which apparently raised $100 million for oh. uh, cor- the coronavirus. I don't know how it worked. It was, like, <laughs> literally people on Zoom. It was, like, a Zoom thing like this with, like, Tom Brady and Kevin Hart, like, random-ass people. Mm. Um, so I don't know how that worked, but it somehow raised money for That's great. whatever. But, yeah. But it definitely does help, like, if the NBA, which obviously the NBA is going to invest a shit ton more money in the men's draft than they are the WNBA, but if they could have, you know, Rudy Gobert or Donovan Mitchell or whoever else had it, I can't remember who else in the NBA got it, but, like, have those guys come on and and talk about their experiences and James Dolan. Oh, is it something you should take light? <laughs> I would actually love to see James Dolan go on. <laughs> He's to be so drunk. They start off with his band, and then he talks about his battle with COVID. <laughs> He's the musical performance. He does the national anthem. I, hey, I think that would be a big W for New York. <laughs> <laughs> One day, oh one day I'll have the heart to play that, but his music, but not yet. James Dillon and the Six Shooters or whatever. Right. Is. Well, you know, I think this oh, was, uh, like I said, I don't, I didn't get very much into it, but we'll see what happens. NBA is the next one up. See what happens. But Kendall, how did the Raiders do? Ooh. They did all right. <laughs> And they, they didn't they didn't draft the person I wanted them to draft, and then the second person they drafted I'd never heard of before in my life, and that's when I went into a giant let's take tequila shot, <laughs> <laughs> and I got a little bit intoxicated because I was like, I guess we're just saying fuck it tonight. So. <laughs> <laughs> this season. <laughs> I mean, Corona might say fuck it for you guys, but they decided yeah. to fuck it themselves. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, we have we have two picks in the first round. Let's use the second one on something some guy that nobody's ever heard of. Good Damn. call, guys. Wow, they have like a New York Knicks mentality going on with their picks. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. I hope that I'm wrong. But and I'm sure the first guy, Henry Ruggs, is gonna be fine, but he's just not the guy that I wanted. So whatever. Well, there is still they're still doing some trades and stuff, so you don't know. We'll see. Never know. We'll I, see. I, I, I'm rooting for your Raiders. Uh, as you guys know, <laughs> my family are Niners fans, and apparently they did pretty well, so they're all still. They did yeah, well, they, yeah. had some, they had some good picks, yep. So yeah. we'll see what happens. But So now, now we know. So NBA, it's all on you now, baby. Take notes. Take notes. Yes. We'll send this over to you guys. Adam Silver, <laughs> I'll, I'll link you to the YouTube link. We'll you know what? No, I hope it's as shitty as the WNBA one was. Seriously. Then we'll feel better. They don't deserve to have better. And you know they what? Did. And I hope that they have female athletes 
Destiny. Cool. Yes. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's my mind, so. <laughs> so excited there. Yes. Yeah, yes. So excited. Yes. Yeah. So I hope Sabrina sends whoever uh, the first draft pick. Uh, yes. Oh, let's see you on the court, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For exactly. sure. Oh, I so agree exactly. with you. That should that's what should happen. It should be all like WNBA players saying, Great job, guy. You can do it. Woo. Yep. And, 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 you know, that's another thing too. If you think about it, they have a one in a lifetime player in Sabrina and they couldn't even make that draft. She had like five minutes. That's she it. Had, she had no end she couldn't finish her championship run in the NCAA because of the pandemic. She wasn't able to uh, be in, the, in a regular draft with going to the stage and doing the whole New York thing. She wasn't able to do that. So what do you do? You give her like fucking five minutes on a shitty mm-hmm. draft for the WNBA with the one in the lifetime player. Okay. Yep. I don't, I, then honestly, I don't know what the WNBA can do at this point. If the, if that's, what they can do with the greatness they literally have the greatest player probably in all the sports league this season right in their league but cool yep going number one and they yeah. couldn't do anything with that it's a mystery it's a mystery well, well that's nope. all i had that's all i got in this episode you got anything else karen you need no, to unload I mean- unpack and do I'm just really pissed about the whole Scottie Pippen thing. I did not realize how underpaid. <gasps> oh my was. god! Oh, we're oh, switching yeah. gears. We're switching gears. We want to recap Last Dance really quick. Yes. Last Dance. Okay, I have newfound respect for Scottie Pippen. Big time. And I 1,000% love that he's all. I don't want to fuck up my my summer. Yep. I agree with him. That is my mantra moving forward in this pandemic. Is I don't want to fuck up my summer. You're so right, Karen. <laughs> You're so right. I mean, he, the, his, like, you know, we talk about tragedy stories, but that's, yeah. I mean, Arkansas, he didn't even make the team at first. He was an equipment manager. He moved his ass up and into the draft. He had 12 siblings, dad and his, one of his brothers in a wheelchair. And it's sad that they took advantage of him, knowing his roots, knowing that he wanted to sign a long contract so he can guarantee income and care for his family. And then they didn't even redeem him after he was just perform. He was the number two. He was the number one, number two. How do you not? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, you know, Jerry Krause is trash. Uh, like, yeah. fuck that fool. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. So infuriating. I agree. I agree. Although, you know, in the end, Jordan is saying, like, when you speak my name, you should also be speaking Scottie Pippen. Good. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you still didn't give him the money. Yeah. And also, <laughs> Jordan, yeah. didn't really fight for it. You could have fought for him. I know. Like, Jordan, when you, yeah. When you speak his name, you speak yeah. my name, speak his too, but don't touch my money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was, he didn't agree with him delaying his surgery. He was like, that oh, yeah, was he was messed but, up. Yeah. He's he, he was like, yeah, he's be, um, being selfish. But if that was your homie, bro, and you were feeling it in that first half of the season, maybe you should have said something. Well, it's not like he had pull with Jerry either. Jerry was just like, oh, everybody's teasing me. <laughs> it was really weird. The one thing I will <laughs> say about Last Dance is that I think yeah. that I, because you know right. how controlled – okay, so Kendall's phone literally just flipped. <laughs> so, you know. Um, uh, one of the things about Last Dance, too, is that because Jordan is 
owner of all of that footage. He and he has one hundred percent control of the the series. That it does make it feel a little like, uh, you know, I don't know. He, I, I, it's very polished. Um, and maybe it will be it would be different if he wasn't the one that has full control. Be it would be interesting. Although he doesn't, I mean, he doesn't candy coat it, but. You know, is what it is. Um, I'm so looking forward to this weekend's because um, Dennis Rodman. Rodman. I love Dennis the Menace. It's going to be so good. If I if I was going to buy a throwback jersey, I'd buy his. Oh, good one. And oh, let's speak throwbacks. There are some nice Chicago throwbacks. Oh yeah, there. the jacket ripped. I mean, what dude? Yes, serious. I want it all. All of I it. I the 90s back, honestly. I want all <laughs> yes. the 90s. And I want Nike, 90s NBA back. Yep. Nike needs all. to bring back all of that right now. They will make a killing because everyone's in sweatsuits. I don't know about you guys. I'm in sweats right uh, now. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Totally. I did wear uh, pants with the button and zipper for five hours. I think it was Monday. Were you going out for groceries? No, I just, I don't know why I did it. I think I was just, you know, stir crazy and figured if I put pants on, maybe, You'd maybe, feel feel, maybe I'd feel like I was going outside. Oh, that's why I, put, I feel like. I don't even <laughs> want to attempt to put on real pants right now because I know it's going to destroy my confidence. <laughs> <laughs> zoom call with friends to celebrate my birthday we did a little friday happy hour and i went through like six outfits because i was like i don't these aren't gonna be put to use i need to act like it's something special i love it yeah i love it i've got a recording if you want to see it (laughs) yeah we'll have to see that bonus bonus the bonus episode on patreon Uh, or just put it on you, you. You control YouTube, so you can put it on. Oh yeah, if you yeah. Want. Uh, cash at me five bucks. You want the password? <laughs> oh, do it, do it. Uh, well, oh, that's do- donations will go to COVID relief efforts. Yeah, your relief effort. <laughs> relief from ca- having go COVID. To the pack. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And it drives back. Expedite Amazon <laughs> shipping. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, that's all I had. That's all we had, ladies. Are you guys ready to wrap, wrap, wrap this bad up. boy? Okay. Good, good. Okay. So thank you all for listening to the Hoops Talk. Um, we appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. You can follow us and DM us on our social handles on Twitter and Instagram at the Hoops Talking. We're at the Hoops Talk Podcast on TikTok. We are the Hoops Talk Podcast on YouTube. I mean, you can never get enough of us because we're fucking everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Every, no, no, you've never been safer at home than having the Hoops Talk in your ear. Okay, just putting it right. New tagline. That's it. Oh, right. All right, Karen. I know we're having a heat wave in Los Angeles. So Same here, girl. We're having heat waves on California. So how do we want to keep it? I keep it sweaty, sweaty. and <laughs> <laughs>